Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Welcome back, DFS Lineup Lock Hour. My name is Tony Cicada. Cam Stewart, Gabe Morris, we'll be checking in from the Raptors game. Of course, Raptors Cavs start at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight, so get yourselves fired up. 6 and 8.30 are the two games. I will give you my NHL lineup for tonight, Major League Baseball lineup for tonight in this hour. You know, if you ever go out with Cam Stewart or Gabe Morrissey, here's what I would do. People can tell you all the things that you need to do. Here's what I definitely would do. I would have my passport on me because you might need that by the end of the night. And sometimes the best thing to do is you just got to go. And depending on what happened during the night, that's how far you need to go. So always have your passport with you when hanging out with those two. And my man, Mike Florio, got stuck going to a uh, a Giants game, I, I believe, with uh, – or was it a Jets game? It was one of those two with Gabe Morrissey. And is he think that's good advice to bring your passport because you never know when it's time to go? Oh, yeah. I went to the Bills-Jets game here, and while we were taking the train to the, to the stadium, Gabe had to pee, and I've never seen a person in pain from holding in their pee. He was, like, elevating on the train, sweating. The whole cart was, like, cheering him on when we got off, and he was running to the bathroom. <laughs> Even the train there was an event. Gabe is he's walking around the parking lot like he knows everyone. It was a ton of fun. There it is. Gabe Morrissey in action. Here's my Major League Baseball lineup for tonight. Get your pens and pencils out and let's get this thing done. You know, I hemmed and hawed on David Price because it's not a great matchup in Texas. But the Texas offense is not what it once was. The ballpark is actually... Not what was once was. It used to be extreme um, park for offense and the heat in Texas. But they made some uh, changes to the structures around the ballpark. And what happened is it's not the offensive ballpark as that we've seen in the past. So um, don't shy away necessarily from pitchers in that Texas ballpark. Uh, in fact, um, when you look at it this, this year, um, the Texas Rangers – ballpark is playing as the for runs scored runs scored is number 12 global life park in baseball is number 12 to score now when people give you this here's what happens is that people oh it's because the rangers suck or it's because no what you do is you take the same the same teams, and you take their home and road statistics, and that's how you measure a ballpark. So the number one ballpark, it's kind of crazy, and this will tell you sample size is a key, and weather is huge when it comes to ranking the ballparks. Like through 20-something games, these, these parks are not going to stay this. So right now, um, 
Global Life Park in Arlington this season is 12th. Just to show you that that's a small sample size, uh, let's go back to last year, the 2017 season, where in runs last year, it was second in runs. But in home runs, Global Life Park is actually number nine. Number nine for uh, home runs. Runs second there right now, 12. And this year, and this is how the weather affects the outcomes in Major League Baseball, it's kind of crazy. The number one ballpark for runs scored is San Francisco AT&T Park, which I guarantee you at season's end is going to be one of the 10 worst ballparks for runs in Major League Baseball. So because we have such a small sample size, um, you can look at these numbers, but don't use them as gospel. Right now, the number one hardest ballpark for offense is the Marlins Park. Number two is Baltimore, uh, which Baltimore traditionally has been a top offensive ballpark uh, in baseball. But weather has a lot to do with this early in the season, uh, so take it at that. So I'm using David Price tonight at 9,700, and I'm going to use uh, Berea, the starter for the Angels tonight as my second pitcher because of the $4,000 salary. Then I'm using Boston catcher Chris Jinvaquez, $2,300. First baseman Hanley Ramirez, $4,400. One of the guys that does hit lefties well, even the Red Sox haven't hit lefties well this season. Jed Lowry hit number three in that lineup for Oakland tonight against Wade LeBlanc, $4,500. And then we're going to go with Matt Davidson, $4,000 against Jake Odorizzi. Marcus Simeon, who's going up against lefties. He's always hits lefties well, 4,200. And in the outfield, I got three studs. I got Mike Trout, 5,900 against Chris Tillman. Mookie Betts, $5,700 in that game against Texas. Coming off three home runs. How many home runs could he possibly hit today? And then J.D. Martinez, 5,300 bucks. Other plays that I'm looking at in DFS tonight. Uh, if you want to go look at it from a pitching standpoint, like I said, I like Jake over Odorizzi. I don't have him in my lineup tonight, uh, but Jake Odorizzi is the guy I think you could go against the White Sox and grab some strikeouts. Uh, top catching plays that we're looking at tonight, uh, besides my Christian Vasquez, which is a cheap play, is Salvador Perez. Uh, that was a game that was this afternoon, so i got to give you the night games. Remember, we had afternoon games. Uh, that we, we only have four games in the nighttime action. Wellington Castillo, Chicago White Sox, uh, against Jake Odorizzi is a play at 3000 bucks, And also Robinson Cherinos has had some uh, success against left-handed pitching, which you might want to go with him against David Price. Those are the catchers there. First base, I went with Hanley Ramirez. Uh, he has hit lefties and gives you an opportunity. Jose Abreu goes against Jake Odorizzi at 4100 bucks tonight. Uh, I can save a little money there. And if you want to save um, some cake, you want to save a little cake, there's two cheap bats tonight. Um, I like Louis Valbuna against Chris Tillman. We talked about that. And Louis uh, eligible at first and third base, a fly ball pitcher. Louis Valbuna's feast or famine. He'll either strike out or hit a home run and go there. And Pedro Alvarez, 3,400. At second base, uh, you can go ahead and lock in Ian Kinsler or Brian Dozier when you look at it. Eduardo Nunez is hitting six for Boston tonight. He has struggled against left-handed pitching. $3,900, it's not a bad price. I don't expect Mike Miner to be in there the whole game. Uh, he'll give you an opportunity uh, to jump there. But Kinsler and Dozier are the top two guys you want at second base. Third base, I mentioned Louis, Louis, Louis Valbuna. I'm going a little Matt Davidson myself because uh, I had the money. Um, there, but if you want to save a little money, go ahead and use 
Louis Louis Valbuna at shortstop. Uh, Tim Anderson is interesting because I don't like any of the shortstops here. Now, Marcus Gisemian is the guy that I'm using, but he's expensive at $4,200 against the lefty Wade LeBlanc. But we don't have a lot of expensive pitching, so you can afford to go ahead and go and throw him in there. So I use Marcus Gisemian, but if you want to save a little cash, Tim Anderson is where you could go with the Chicago White Sox. The outfield. Mike Trout against the fly ball pitching, man. You can't make that up. You can't make that up. Now, I also think it's a good matchup for Shohei Otani, but I ain't paying $4,800 for him. You want to pay $4,800 for him, you have the cash. Go ahead. But I'm going to be honest, and Otani's hitting fifth. Justin Upton's $200 less. I would pay for Justin Upton over Shoei Atane. But maybe you feel like uh, you like to get in on the Otani craze. It's just steep, steep. I'd pay up in the outfield tonight and go Trout, Betts, Martinez, the big bats there. Um, other guys that you could look at on um, the cheap trip. Mancini uh, is going to hit lead off of Baltimore tonight. Uh, in that game against uh, Berea, I think you can go ahead and you can take a look at him. Nicky Delmonico at 3000 bucks, hitting sixth if you want to save a little cash there. And Edwin Rosario also at 3700 bucks. Those are your cheap options. So that's where we are at baseball tonight. Again, my lineup is David Price, 9700 Mr. Berea. 4,000. Christian Vasquez, 2,300. Haley Ramirez, 4,400. Jed Lowry, 4,500. Matt Davidson, 4,000. Marcus Semien, 4,200. Mike Trout, 5,900. Mookie Betts, 5,700. And J.D. Martinez at $5,300. That's my plays over at DraftKings tonight in Major League Baseball. Now, basketball. We uh, already kicked it off, right? Because we have the game under. We have an early game uh, that's already there, and it's been taken off the board. But I went Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Urson Ilasova. I had to save a little cash. I went Sergio Baca, uh, LeBron James, Kyle Korver, and Pascal Siakam, who's out there for defensive purposes but getting enough playing time to justify his cheap salary. And I liked Kyle Korver there. In the NHL for tonight, we've got a couple games. And I got to tell you, man, I bet the Predators the other night up 3 nothing, And I'm, I'm counting the cash. And then it all went to hell. I like Winnipeg tonight. I like the Penguins tonight. But I think we're going to get some more points in this Washington-Pittsburgh game. I think they, they they slow it down in the Predators-Jets. And here's my lineup tonight in hockey, the National Hockey League. At center, Nicholas Backstrom, 5,500. Statsny, 5,000. I remember back in the day when you had the Quebec the Nordiques. The Quebec Nordiques. And the stats these were running around the town. Now, Alex Ovechkin, 7,500. Blake Wheeler, 6,400. Lane, 6,100. P.K. Subin, 4,900. Ekholm, 3,900. My goalie tonight is going to be 
Brandon Holtby, 7600 bucks. I'm going to take a shot and go contrarian here. When you have a two-game slate, you almost got to nail the goalie each and every night, right? And I think everybody's going to go ahead. And I think the two goalies that will be on tonight, of course, will be the Winnipeg goalie, Hella Busick. And I think everybody else is going to be on Matt Murray. So I'm going to go with the team that's a little underdog here in the Washington Capitals and try to nail it there. And you think I can do that? You think I can get that done? You think I could be the man? That is the question. Do we have an answer? These are questions you never know. These are questions you have to ask yourself. Am I going to go after this? And I'm going to put out a lineup that's a little different than everybody else. It's almost impossible to do when you're looking at hockey in a two-game slate. But there's two things here. One, I think Holtby will be the least-owned goalie. And I didn't play Sidney Crosby. So if Sidney goes off for a hat trick tonight, I could be in a little trouble. Right? But you got to live dangerously every once in a while. And especially when you get in these two-game slates. And that's the problem tonight in, in, in basketball. When you look at LeBron James, LeBron James is 3000 bucks more than everybody else. But who else is going to go off of 40 points tonight? I mean, you look at Joel Embiid. Maybe he could come up you know, with 50 fantasy points, gets 30 points, gets double-digit rebounds, a couple blocks, a couple steals here and there. And maybe him... But other than that, those are the only two players. So if you don't have those guys in your lineup, um, you can, on a two-shot night, you get killed. But if LeBron plays human-like, like game one, and puts up 26 points, has double-digit rebounds, and then you went with a balanced lineup, then you stole one from people. You stole one. And you got a DFS win. So there's always different ways to go about it. And there's always inherent risk that you put in when you, when you put your lineup together. And depending on how you look at it and where you go from it, that's the key. It's always looking at the risk here. And the one guy for me is Sidney Crosby. He's going to be 70% owned tonight. If Sid gets on the ice and has a one-assist night or takes a shot, off the ankle early. I'll tell you what. That's how you win. And that's why it's such an advantage and an unfair advantage if you play DFS in these multi-entry lineups. Because what I'm telling you to do, these knuckleheads will put in 100. And they're not knuckleheads. They know what they're doing. The 100, they'll put 100 lineups in, and eight of them won't have Sidney Crosby in it. Uh Ten of them won't have Ovechkin in it. And if these guys get hurt, well, we had a situation like last night with the Dodgers pitcher Rayu comes out of the game after the first inning. All of a sudden, all those people are eliminated, and you've got these eight lineups. You've eliminated 67 of your other lineups, but you've got these eight lineups that are in it. That's why I think when you play DFS and you want to be successful, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be, what kind of bankroll do I have? Bankroll is going to dictate and mitigate how you go about playing this thing and how you go about putting it together. 
because you heard Gabe talk about, oh, I don't have a lot of money right now, so I've been playing these small double-ups. You know what? W money, W money, W money. What I suggest you do is I'm just going to use a number to say you played $20 that night. You used $20. I think you go in a $9 single-entry tournament, $9 single-entry tournament, or $12 single-entry tournament, and put a lineup in there. And then you go eight bucks or eleven bucks into head to head or fifty fifty games. And then you grind that out. Because what you grind in and out is you wanna hit that tournament. And all the times you don't hit the tournament though, you don't want to take a total loss. Remember only twenty percent of those people get paid in those tournaments. And the problem is the payoffs. Even when you win, you don't win. And that's the big problem. We'll touch more on that when we come back. You'll listen to Game Time Decisions, the DFS Hour, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're getting an education. Gabe Morris and Cam Stewart be calling in from the Raptors and Cavaliers. Stay tuned. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the DFS Hour. My name is Tony Sakata. Gabe and Cam will be checking in from the Raptors and Cavaliers. We're talking about a little bit about DFS and how you go about putting your your money on the table and what you got to do. Here's what I did tonight. So I'm playing in this $12 single entry, right? So you can only put one entry. There's 1,960 people in this tournament, okay? 1,960. So to cash, I kind of come in 409th, 409th. So you're looking at that 409th out of 1960, right? So one out of every five, let's just say it's four point whatever. Let's just say one out of every five. But I come in 409th, I'm going to get 25 bucks, which is more than double your money. Now you could look at it as that is good, or you could look at it like, you know what? I could play in a 50-50 and come in a thousandth and get the same payoff. So is this the best investment? But the kicker is the first prize is two grand. So if you have that one lineup, 
that comes out of nowhere, and you put it up there in a single-entry tournament so everybody can't cover every basis, and you nail that two grand, that's, that's your goal. That's what you're shooting for. But the, the prices drop really quick. So you're paying 1,900 people, and I'll just give you an example. 1960. If I beat 1,940 of these people, I'm only taking home 100 bucks. So I'm going after this $2,000 prize, and I just beat 1,940 people out of 1,960, and I'm only getting 100 bucks. That's not a great return on your investment in having to beat that many people. And this is one of the better tournament odds that are available to people tonight. Like, the cheaper the tournament, the worse you're getting porked. The cheaper the tournament, the worse you're getting porked. And here's a tournament tonight with a $25,000 first prize. Eight bucks, right? Eight bucks. There's 29,000 people in it. 29,400 people allowed to put 150 entries into this thing. There are only four games tonight. And you can put 150 entries in. And those sharks are going to do that. All right? They're going to do that. I got a guy, I'm looking at it right now. There's a guy with 20 entries. At eight bucks a piece. Uh, let me look for one of the uh, names that I uh, are familiar to me, and uh, and tell you uh, how they're going about it. But there's going to be guys that put 150 entries in here, and they're going to cover the first four or five hitters in every lineup. They're going to cover all the different pitches. Slow Queen tonight, 75 entries. Eight bucks a piece. You can put 150 in. You put 75 of them in. And you got 29,400 people. So you say, here's the thing. You got to pay eight bucks, right? You beat, you beat 25,000 people out of 29. You know what you're winning? Four dollars. Four effing dollars. You paid eight, you get back twelve, you're making four bucks. That's not a tournament you want to play. That's a tournament at best you throw the one entry in and realize, you know what? If everything goes right and I win twenty five grand, great. But these payoffs are insane. So that's that that's for eight bucks. Now, to get anything at all, eight bucks you want to turn it into a hundred. Say you wanted to turn it into a hundred, right? Hundred's not really gonna get change your life, right? It's not life changing money. It's not gonna pay a mortgage payment one month or anything like that. You have to beat twenty nine thousand three hundred people to get a hundred bucks. There's 29,400 in. So you have to beat almost the whole field to turn your eight bucks into a hundred. 
This is the MLB $200,000 rally cap. Stay away. Stay away from this tournament. What happens is we get greedy and we see that $25,000 carrot. And every once in a while, we see an a-hole putting a screen print on Twitter of his $25,000 winning. You know what? Don't fall for that BS. If you want to, pl- you enjoy playing daily fantasy. You enjoy playing fantasy. Pick the tournaments that keep you in the game the longest. Pick the tournaments that give you the best return on the investment, and shop around and look for them. The two hundred thousand dollar rally cap is crap. Avoid that. Avoid that. Another one I like. The $40,000 warning track, three-entry max, three-entry max. This is how you play. This is how you win. But I understand everybody doesn't have 150 bucks, but you need more than that to do this. Three entries, right, max. Costs you 450 You're only competing against 296 people. This is how I play. This is how I win. I don't like playing in tournaments with thousands of people. I go with hundreds instead of thousands, and I pay the extra money. First prize in this tournament is $6,000. You're only playing 296 people. I know when I say you're only playing, it's like when my kid says, Dad, I only need $90. Oh, that's it? Go off the – remember your grandfather used to say, Yeah, go out back and take it off the money tree. Go out back and take it off the money tree. How many times you hear that in your life? But this is the way you play and you prosper at this. Now, tonight's a tough night because I would tell you that you don't have to go three game. You don't have to go three. If you want to throw a one hundred fifty dollar entry in it, you can. But the problem is, you're definitely at a little bit of a disadvantage tonight. Because with only four games and these guys putting three entries in, it's going to help them. It doesn't change your odds of winning or losing because one entry, one out, you still have the same opportunity to win, one out of 296. But you have no room for error where these other guys have all have three lineups in uh, there. So I think you got to throw the 450 in and you say, Tony, if I throw 450 in, what do I have to do to be profitable? That's a great question. To be profitable, one of those teams has to come in the top 20. So one of your three teams has to come in 20 out of 296 to be profitable, and then you'd make a $50 profit with 450 to win 50. That's not good, right? That's the thing when you're playing these tournaments. You gotta rem- you gotta see that number up there, and say you know what, this is high risk. High risk playing, and that's why whenever you play, in only tournaments, you're only gonna win if you're the best player in the world, twenty percent of the time. And that's why all these guys that you hear about, the guys at Dilly Roto that have won $5 million, they play 
at least amount of the amount of money, at least that they play in tournaments, they play in head to head and fifty fifties. So what I'm saying is say someone plays a thousand dollars in one night. And some of these guys play, you know, a lot more than that, but we'll just use a thousand dollars for the sake of the argument. They're gonna play a five hundred dollar tournament and they're gonna play five hundred dollars head to head or fifty fifties. A lot of the guys that I know that are the top players in this industry will actually put 80% in their head-to-head or 50-50s. So if they have $1,000, they're going 800 into 50-50s and head-to-head, and they're playing in a $200 tournament. So that's the guys that are successful and doing it for a living. That's how they put it together, and that's how they go about it. So education is certainly the key to being successful at Daily Fantasy. I've been doing this a long time. I've been playing since before FanDuel and DraftKings were around. And um, everybody thinks picking the plays and listening, I got to get the guy's picks. I got to get the guy's picks. If you're playing them in the wrong game, or you don't have any money management skills, it's the same as gambling. You guys listen to Gabe, and you listen to all these great guests that they have on all the time. If they don't have money management skills, if they don't have discipline, it don't matter how great those picks are. Because eventually you're going to flame out. And nobody wants anyone flaming out. I need you guys to be around so I can have a damn job. I need people to listen to our advice so we can have a show. So I try to do whatever I can to make you guys win. And sometimes you have to get this advice on what games to play in and how to go about putting your money in the right situations. So if you can afford it, always check the $100, $150 games and play against hundreds of people not thousands of people, and get your money into head-to-head games and 50-50 games and supplement that every night isn't a winner or loser of big money. It's nothing wrong, nothing wrong in daily fantasy to lose four bucks one day, to win eight bucks the next day, lose four bucks the next day, and then be have money to play the fourth day. What's wrong is if you go to approach I lost 100 bucks on Monday. I lost 92 on Tuesday. I lost 100 on Thursday. All of a sudden, you're in trouble. You're in trouble, man. You're eating ramen noodles, and you're worrying if the lights are on when you get home. So know what games you have to play and go about that anytime. You guys can always hit me up for advice on uh, Twitter at the Tony Sincata. The Tony, your mama should have told you how to spell that Sincata. C I N C O T T A. Mike Florio, uh, are you feeling confident now that you're going to be out there and become a daily fantasy uh, stalwart? What's that? <laughs> I said, are you feeling comfortable you're going to go out there now and become a daily fantasy stalwart? Oh, I get to listen to you, Cam, and Gabe every day. So, yeah. And today, great advice from you on the contest to play. I don't think people realize that that is just as important, if not more important, than the, picking the correct players. Yeah, I think it, it, it is more, more important, and that's it. And 
and, and just being honest with yourself, what kind of bankroll situation you're in. Like a guy like Mike Fleur, right? A young guy, you know, he works hard every day. I'm sure you don't have an abundance of extra cash. No. So you get in a situation like that where, you know what, he gets paid. Say, say he gets paid May 1st, all right? I get paid May 1st. I'm Mike Florio. And I don't get paid again on May 15th. And I got, you know, at the most I could spend is 100 bucks for two weeks. So I got to take my 100 bucks. And my, my advice to, get, to him would be, you know what, you're playing $9 single entry. $9 single entry, which they have every night in every sport. And in those nights, we're going to take 11 bucks, and then we're going to take 11 bucks, and we're going to put those in head-to-head tournaments or 50-50s. That's where I would tell Mike Florio to go. So, you know what, maybe two times a week we can make some money in those tournaments. Um, the other nights we hope to, you know, the rest of the week go, you know, 50-50, make some, make some money because Mike Florio works in fantasy sports. Mike Florio knows a little about it. Mike Florio works around a lot of the great people that you hear on the station. So he has a little bit of an advantage over the other guy. And he's playing him one-on-one, head-to-head. And I'll tell you what, you always – here's what I do. As I play $51 head-to-head games, because you know what I think? I'm going to get chumps playing for $1. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't always work because I see some of the best names in the business doing the same thing I'm doing. So sometimes you still get those, those guys there. But there's a thing at DraftKings, too. You can make it so people can only get one of your games. So you can't – if you play $51 games, I can't take all 50 of your games. I can only take one if you hit the uh, thing on it uh, in DraftKings when you set it up. And that's what you want to do. You want to play different people. You want to play different levels of people because you don't want to run into one guy putting up 175 points that night and run into it. So you got to be careful uh, there, and that's how you go after it. So if you're the average guy like Mike Florio and you have 100 bucks on May 1st, deposit your 100 bucks. And here's the thing. Have some discipline. I don't get paid again to May 15th. You're going at 100 and that's it. You know what? I'm never going to spend more than 20 in one night. Once the 100's gone, I'm done till the 15th. My goal is to make that 100 run the 14 days, and my goal is to have a profit at the end of that 14 days, right? That's the key. Because you've got to withdraw once in a while, people. You've got to withdraw once in a while. Well, what the hell are you doing? Then it's just an entertainment factor. And if that's, if that's good for you, that's good for you. If that's what you're getting out of entertainment, go ahead and do it. But I don't want the entertainment factor. I'm greedy. I want to I entertain. When I watch a game, I want to have a stake in it, whether I have a bet on it or whether I have a DFS player in it. I want to be part of the game. I want action in that game. And I want to make a little money doing it. You know, everybody... The economy's tough. People are tough. People got to do. People grind. You grind, right? Whatever you can do to make a buck, you grind. So you, you gamble on the side, get a little DFS. You know what? You don't need to be thinking about Porsches or cars. I used to try to, my, my goal every year was at the end of the year to have a one real good vacation with my family. You can even take it to a small level. How about, you know, one, one month it pays my electric bill or one month it pays the cable bill. And if you go at it like that and you take these steps, you don't go broke. You stay in the game and you could be profitable. But if you go chasing down 25000 bucks 
in an $8 tournament where I have to beat 24,100 people just to get an $80 profit, that's trouble. That's trouble. You got one team in these tournaments. In that type of tournament, 300 guys got the 150 maximum. You still have the same odds of winning. But if something goes crazy, they land in the prize. You're listening to Game Time Decisions. This is the DFS Hour. Stay tuned. Back with more after this. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back. My name is Tony Sincata, and it's a good night for the boys in Toronto. Our guy, Gabe Morrissey, bet the first quarter. Toronto Raptors, minus two and a half. The end of quarter one, 29-26. The Raptors, Gabe is feeling it. And he's putting it down on quarter number two. So you can tune in tonight and get Gabe riled up, hopefully, because you know he's going to make about five more bets on the uh, YouTube at 10 p.m. tonight. I think he'll make it if he's not in jail. And uh, anger management, you can check it out. I'll tell you what, that guy's special, that guy Gabe Morrissey. I mean, anytime you can have the energy in the passion to do what he does. That's a good thing. Gabe Morrissey, absolutely getting it done. Here's my baseball lineup again for tonight's action as we put you together some winners tonight as uh, you guys are nailing down the NBA with the Toronto Raptors. And it's a, it's a crazy situation, man, to have an NBA game on while we're actually on the air. That usually only happens on the, on the weekend shows. But uh, tonight... Tonight is all right, man. Here's what I got. David Price, 9700 bucks, Going with Berea, 4000 Christian Vasquez, Boston Red Sox catcher, 2300 little punt play at the catcher. Haley Ramirez, 4400 Jed Lowry, $4,500 hitting third tonight against Wade LeBlanc. Matt Davidson, $4,000 hitting in the middle of the lineup against Jake Odorizzi. Marcus Simeon hitting leadoff, hits lefties well, $4,200. Got him and Lowry in there. Both hit lefties wells in that Oakland batting order. And then loaded up in the outfield with Mike Trout against the fly ball pitcher, Chris Tillman, $5,900. Mookie Betts coming off his three home run performance against tonight's Mike Miner. And J.D. Martinez, $5,300, rounds it off. So it's David Price, uh, Berea, Christian Vasquez, 
Hanley Ramirez, Jed Lowry, Matt Davidson, Marcus Simeon, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and J.D. Martinez is the way I'm going at it in Major League Baseball. I'm going contrarian tonight. I think Pittsburgh's going to win the game, but I'm trying to cash some money in this NHL. And I got some Nationals, and I'm going to use the goalie that I think is going to be least owned in Brandon Holtby. Here's my lineup in hockey tonight. Nicholas Backstrom, 5,500. Paul Statsny, 5,000. Ovenchkin, 7,500. Wheeler, 6,400. Lane, 6,100. P.K. Subban, 4,900. Ekholm, 3,900. Brandon Holtby, 7,600. And Simone, 3,100. As I try to go a little contrarian and steal away some money in the NHL tonight. But as I said earlier in the show, I chose to go at it this way with a goalie that I think will be least owned in Holtby and not putting Sidney Crosby in my lineup. That on most nights, would be a recipe for disaster. It's a two-game slate. If I get one point from Crosby, I'm okay. I'm looking good. And uh, hopefully can cash. If he goes and scores a hat trick, you just go to bed early. You don't have to wait up for that Nashville-Winnipeg game because you ain't going to win. So... That's how I'm going after it in hockey tonight. Gave you guys a little education on how to succeed in playing daily fantasy sports. And that's the funniest thing ever. Because there are a lot of a-holes out there that are against um, gambling and they're against DFS. And especially in the fantasy community, there's a lot of people um, that are like diehards and can't think you can be do both and they shouldn't intersect when there's so much information that you could use. Uh, from both ways. And they look at daily fantasy sports and they think it's random. Or like, uh, how can you predict someone to do one thing? Here's the thing. First of all, daily fantasy sports is not daily. Like, it's not one and done. What basically you're doing is you're putting disciplines in place that is going to make you successful over a long period of time. So basically, it's the same as a Major League Baseball season. Major League Baseball season is random. Anything could happen day to, one day to the next, but nobody's judged on one day. You're judged on 162 days. You're judged on a full season. If you play daily fantasy sports, you were judged at the end of the year whether you got a tax form or not because you had a profit of over 600 bucks. So even though it's daily fantasy sports, it's not. It's something you do every day, and you're judged daily. But there are no winners or losers one day to the next. It's putting principles in. It's putting practices in. It's having strategies that are tried and tested and successful and using them on a daily approach. And that's like anything in life. You go at it willy-nilly, you get willy-nilly results. And that's why it's a great thing that a lot of these daily fantasy communities, and it's a little weird, it's a little hard to understand because you're competing against each other for dollars, right? But you got sites like Daily Roto where you can get the information, and they also have these things called like the Slack chat they have now. And you get 40, 50 people 
uh, in there discussing their ideas and their strategies and how to go about it. And you have to sit through which is the BS and which guys are true. And most guys are true. And the more people that you talk to during the day and you realize it there and you might come up with a different system, you might come up with a different way to go about it. Um, Guy that I always had on my shows, uh, Rad Thad, Thad Houston. This guy's got a great education. He's a smart man. And he was fascinated by this whole daily fantasy sports aspect. And he wanted to learn how to play. So what he did is he found out who the best players were in daily fantasy sports. And he would go and he would find their games. And he would play them in $1 head-to-head games. And then he would write down their lineups. And they would try to figure out why they chose each of those players. Then he would join some of these service sites and read the information. So the Drew Dinkmars, Mike Leone's. Peter Jennings, the guys over at Roto-Grinders. And he'd learn their strategies and why they post certain lineups. Roto-Grinders, they show the links to all the big tournaments. You can go there and you can see the lineups on a daily basis. And he taught himself how to play the game. The guy's been in double-digit live finals. Just because he had a passion. To play at the highest level. But just like anything in life, just because you think you know sports and you, 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 know, you, you beat your friends in your ESPN league, doesn't mean you're going to succeed here. Unless you have strategies, unless you have procedures. you got to remember, there's millions of dollars at stake. We got a guy at Dilly Roto that had an Ivy League education and quit to play daily fantasy sports. That's what you're up against. It's the best of the best. So you come out here and you start picking players out of the hat or picking guys you like because you, you know, you went to the ballpark and it gave your kid an autograph. You're going to go broke. So pick the minds of the people that have been doing this for a while. And get a system and put it in place. We took Mike Florio's $100 for two weeks that he has extra, and we put a plan in place. We're going after $9 single-entry tournaments. We're putting $11 in 50-50s or head-to-heads. We're never going to spend more than $20. And our goal is we're only going to use that $100 for the 14 days. Once we're out, we're out. We want to have more than 100 when we get to May 15th, Mike's next payday. And then all of a sudden, Mike doesn't have to put that 100 bucks back into DraftKings or FanDuel. Mike could actually take his girl out and maybe get a little peace. And have DraftKings to thank for getting a little peace. That would be a great DraftKings commercial. I got a piece of ass tonight because I won at DraftKings. That would be a lot better than what they were doing before, Mike, and a lot better if Drew Dink- than Drew Dinkmeyer sitting on his couch pulling his earphones out. I think that would be a more truer and a better situation there. Do you think, Mike, I could sell DraftKings on that? 
I think it it would sell more to fans. I don't think DraftKings would be like, yeah, let's let's make that our next commercial. <laughs> Why wouldn't they want people to uh, think about getting a piece of butt based on their their situation uh, of winning a DraftKings? I mean, I think that's more realistic than anyone would. Like, we don't know guys that win millions of dollars, but we know guys that have had women before, and I think. That will be a good situation there. Like, I go to DraftKings, I won my 50-50, I took home a tournament, and now I'm going to get lucky. And that would be the way to go. I think DraftKings and FanDuel get some real life to your commercials. Even Geico. Like, we talked about the lizards this week. What if all of a sudden, hey, you know what? Geico. Get Geico. And you'll have $30 left over. So you can take your girl to movies. And when she puts her hand in the popcorn, you give her a surprise. That would be a better commercial. I mean, I don't. I, I think it would, but I don't think the companies can go for it. Jesus, what is wrong? I mean, I, I talk about it all the time. Our president of the United States is saying wacky things. We can all be wacky and go by. So I think we got to have a little fun with our advertising. Maybe in, in like Vegas. F- Maybe there can we can, can do fly. That? You think that'll be it? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. There you go. And especially with your 30 bucks at the movie theater and your girl reaching in the popcorn. I've never done that. I've done a lot of crazy things in my life. I'll tell you that, people. Like, I've done stuff that people wouldn't believe are real. And I've never, ever popped a hole in my popcorn box and put uh, uh, you know a, a, a body part in the popcorn box for the girl to reach in. Now, I always heard about that when I was young. And I've never tried that because I think, you know what, that could go wrong on so many levels. And one, if the girl freaks out and stands up in the movie theater and slaps you in the face, the cops coming in. And you got to make sure the girl's all into that because there would be nothing more embarrassing than to be at a PG movie and watching cars run around and you have your penis in the popcorn box. And the cops coming in. That is not going to work out right, Mike Florio. It's also not very practical. Because if you think about it, the you got to get some of the popcorn out already. Then you got to yes. cut a hole. How much time do you have, you know? Uh, yeah. Even and if the she other goes to the bathroom. Don't, yeah, don't get butter if you're going to try that. Because it's slippery. And it's, it's going to be... A little messy, I think, with the butter. I, I think, think I would not get the butter. I think it's one of those things everyone talks about because, like, oh, you should try it because they yeah, want someone to yeah. try it, but no one's actually but, ever done it. That's true. I think you're 100% right. I think you have nailed it because, like I said, I've done a lot of crazy things, and I never did that, and I don't know anyone that did I know a lot of crazy people, and I don't know anyone that's actually done that. So, this, Mike, I think you're. I think you need to right. ask Gabe tomorrow if he tried it, because if there's anyone in this world who might have tried that, Gabe has to be one of the, the favorites. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've peed in a movie theater. I think I was drunk one time and I might have peed in the movie theater. I, I don't remember. I did, I've done some crazy things in movie theaters, but never the popcorn trick. Um, it, why didn't you get up and go to the bathroom, Tony? Is the question you're all asking yourself. That's a great question. I don't remember the exact situations, but I probably believe that alcohol-related, 
uh, situation there. It makes you do things that you wouldn't normally do. Um, and that's one of the things there. Checking in on the Toronto Raptors and how that game is going with the Cleveland Cavaliers as our man Gabe took home the money in the first quarter. I wonder if he doubled up in the second quarter because it's 19-14 in quarter number two in the game. We have the Toronto Raptors 48, the Cleveland Cavaliers 40 thus far. LeBron James 8 points, 1 rebound and assist. Kyle Lowry, the man that gets a lot of heat in Toronto. 13 points, one rebound, two assists in this one as the uh, Raptors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Love just hits a three-pointer there, and they are going at it. How did you feel about this game, Mike Florio, um, tonight with the Cavaliers getting the six points from Toronto? I think it's going down the wire. I just don't see how you're going to uh, be there. Uh, update on the Celtics tonight. Brad Stevens says Jalen Brown remains a game-time decision. He'll meet with trainers now after his on-court workout. I don't believe Jalen Brown is going to play. From everything I read, I don't believe he is going to play tonight. Um, they are going to make this decision before the game. It has not been decided. This this update came five minutes ago. Uh, once again, Brad Stevens says Jalen Brown remains a game-time decision. He'll meet with trainers now after his on-court workout for the final decision. Based on what I read, it didn't seem optimistic. Based on the line in this game, I don't believe he's playing in this contest tonight, and we won't know till right before tip-off there. Major League Baseball, we have the Toronto Blue Jays and the Cleveland Indians going at it 9-9 to in the bottom of the ninth inning, one out, 9-9. to 18 runs in a game. Uh, Francisco Lindor homered. Kevin Pillar doubled and knocked in a couple runs. Josh Donaldson has homered. Francisco Lindor actually homered twice. Bradley Zimmer homered in this one. And uh, we also had Russell Martin with a home run. So the balls are flying in Cleveland. Also had an 11-0 game. Uh, the Atlanta Braves over the New York Mets. Julio Turan had a no-hitter through six in a third uh, there as we had daytime action. Those were the highlights of the day. Also, the Dodgers have just beat the Arizona Cardinals 5-2 to two in that one. Gabe and Cam Stewart will be back tomorrow. Make sure you join us 4 p.m. Eastern for Game Time Decisions. My name is Tony Sikotic. Up next, Adam Ronis. Don't go anywhere. Fantasy all night long. See ya. See ya.